Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small teams, businesses and organisations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. So today, we're going to talk about the second half of uh, the topic that we started last week, which is firing too quickly. Um, Last week, we covered firing too slowly, and I talked about how uh, firing too slowly is a problem that is faced by managers who have a bias towards nurturing, uh, who have a a desire to create this, you know, family first, incredibly friendly, awesome work environment that everybody is pleased to go to work. Um, And I said that, like, how if you have this tendency, which, you know, as it happens, I do have this tendency and I, I fall into this category of managers who want to create this nurturing, happy environment. If you have this tendency, it's highly likely that you fall into the trap of uh, delaying and procrastinating on firing underperformers because you want to create a, an awesome work environment. You want to be nurturing. You want them to grow in their roles. And so the, this sort of in your head becomes inc- incompatible with this idea of firing underperformers. But last week, we looked at why that's not a good idea, why anytime that you drag your feet or procrastinate or delay firing underperformance, you are actually harming the rest of your team. Um, And this week, I want to take a look at the opposite end of the spectrum. And the opposite end of the spectrum is people who fire too quickly. And I've observed, uh, I'm not sure if this is is accurate, but this is accurate in my experience. I've observed that uh, the people who make the second form of mistake tend to come from high performance cultures or high performance organizations. So they tend to come from finance or management consulting or sales organizations. And I think these people are incredible go-getters. Uh, they, they succeeded widely in their careers. And then now they're, you know, they're, they're either taking a jump to a startup for a new experience, or they have decided to you know, start a company of their own. And they tend to fall into this trap. And, and the philosophy, I think, is sort of understandable given where they're, they're coming from, right? They, 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 they believe that they should hire people who can hit the ground running, really good people. And they also come from organizations where that is rewarded, right? That is expected of them. And so, you know, why not? When now that they're running their own companies, uh, have the same high standards and apply it to the people that they're hiring. Uh, and I think the second thing that affects their judgment is that uh, it's really difficult to find such people. And so therefore, the answer is to do what you normally do in a sales process, right? Which is like you have the funnel and the right way, if, if it's your standards really high, which means that your dropout rate in the funnel is really high, then the answer obviously is to increase the rate of people passing in the top of your funnel, right? And and what ultimately this translates to is this idea of, you know, fire fast and, sorry, hire fast and then fire fast, which is, as you can probably tell from my tone of voice and the way I'm framing this issue, is a terrible idea, right? It just doesn't work. Um, but you can understand why people might think that it works and, or why they sort of fall into this conclusion, right? They, they are from high-performance environments uh, in a large company, uh, training uh, in, in a high-performance, uh, regular environment where sort of things are predictable is an understandable part of uh, their experiences in, in their working environment. And of course, you are influenced by whatever you experience in the workplaces that you have worked in. And you would, uh, even subconsciously, even if you're not doing it consciously, bring these standards and these norms into the new sort of environment, startup environment that you're in. Um, And in in this particular case, if you come from a high-performance work culture, 
you probably have certain norms around expectations. So like if you hire people, you expect that uh, within a certain number of days or weeks, you know, they can start really performing and delivering results. Um, and the second thing is that you probably, you may or may not be conscious about the, the, the nature of training. So in high performance environments like management consultancy, finance or sales, um, the, the environment is regular, right? So like the problems that you encounter and the sort of training you need to receive is finely tuned to the sort of work tasks and the work challenges that you have to face, right? And so therefore, training sort of just blends into the background as an existing set of processes that existed far uh, earlier than when you, you know, before you came in, these existed already. And so you never really had to think about it. You just had to execute on what the structure, the superstructure really of, of the large company can offer you. But now you're in a startup and not only uh, do these uh, processes around training do not exist, but the, the environment that you're in isn't regular anymore. It's, it's not predictable. Um, what you're doing now might not be what you're doing three months in the future. Uh, if you've not found product market fit, then you know, the set of skills that you need to find product market fit and execute on your strategy and your hypotheses is completely different from in a, in a big company where sort of things are expected and you know, uh, while there are certain, you know, even though there's like a certain level of uncertainty in big companies, the level of uncertainty is nothing compared to a startup. And the environment is pretty much fairly regular. Uh, you can predict how the shape of your work day and the shape of your, your month will go. So um, I think that uh, this is a really bad idea, especially the sort of inevitable uh, falling into fire, higher fast, fire fast. Um, and let's talk about why, right? So I think the first sort of misconception is that you are uh, assuming that you don't need to train people or rather like you, you can pay, pay lip service to the idea that you need to train. Like if you're in a sales organization, yeah, you need to train, right? Um, if you're in management consultancy, like there's probably an onboarding process before you're allowed to deal with clients on your own. But the difference in uh, training when it comes to startups is it's not to be trifled with, right? It's not something that we should underestimate. You're going to need to put make training as part of your ongoing process. You're also likely to need to completely throw out whatever training uh, materials you prepared uh, every couple of months or every quarter, perhaps. Depending, again, of course, on where you are as a startup. Like, if you found product market fit, it's highly likely that the training materials that you invest in uh, will last a fairly long time. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> you will need to train ongoing as an ongoing process. Like I talk a lot on management for startups about how it's really valuable to systematize your training so that the training program and the training materials you create are the cost of doing all those, you know, training is amortized across the cost of uh, however much, however long it is that it's useful, right? So you don't always train on an ad, ad hoc basis. You train and then you create materials and then those materials can be used to train other people, uh, which then, you know, makes it cheaper uh, to, to, instead of like, always spending energy and time on an ongoing process of training. But the truth is that in the beginning, if you are a startup and you you know you have no idea what's uh, going to work, um, you have to invest in ongoing training, right? And you have to expect a certain amount of time and energy uh, to just spend training people as they come into the company. Um, and I think people in high performance environments, they just want you know, they, ju they just want uh, to have people who, oh, you know, go through a standard cookie cutter onboarding process and then hit the ground running with high performance. That's not going to happen in a startup. And the reason it's not going to happen is because, like, 
apart from what I've mentioned about the uncertainty uh, and the changes that's going to happen. The second reason is that in a startup, you can't afford really, really good people. And uh, I think one way that I like to think about it is that if you can afford, you have a lot of money to spend on salaries, uh, then yeah, sure. You know, the, the set of people that you can uh, hire is probably larger. Your standards for quality and the standards for, for performance can be higher. But if you're in a startup and you are strapped for cash, I'm not saying that you can't afford market rates. I'm saying that, you know, at market rates or slightly below market rates, you're limited with the number of people you can hire. Um, therefore, your high standards and the fact that you assume that these high standards apply to people who you don't really have to train that much uh, shrinks the set of people that you can hire for your company. And that works against your advantage, especially uh, in the beginning where if you're not proven and if you don't, you really haven't figured things out, right? That the set of people who are willing to come and work for you aren't just the set of people who uh, you can hire, but the set of people who have the risk tolerance for working in a startup or uh, the people who want to uh, learn more things, right? And so therefore they're choosing a startup instead of a big company. So these people, if you want to get them, um, you have to adjust your expectations, right? They, they might not be the perfect fit for the role that you've envisioned. It's a completely different philosophy and completely different way of looking at hiring people uh, than you are being used to if, you know, you had all the trappings of a large corporate uh, organization behind you. Um, so that's the second reason, right? You can't afford really, really good people. And so therefore training becomes part of your playbook out of necessity, right? You have to get people who aren't that, you know, they're not 100% a perfect fit, but you train them. And then when you train them, you sort of evaluate them on their performance to sort of say, that, okay, this is, this is the kind of the sort of person that I want to have in my company. And the third reason that this is a, you know, a really bad idea to do hire fast, uh, fire fast is because if you are not willing to train your people, which, you know, people who do hire fast, fire fast, never seem to invest enough time in training. Um, they, they never seem to have good enough training programs that can, you know, produce uh, reasonably productive, reasonably effective people after a month. That's my standard, right? And what happens is, of course, you know, if I've mentioned so many times in Management for Startups that if you are not good at training, what happens is that you are probably not good at delegation. And if you're not good at delegation, you're probably doing micromanagement. If you micromanage, that means that the output of your team is hampered by the fact that whoever is doing the micromanagement is the one who's going to be the bottleneck. And pretty much every company that does hire fast, fire fast, I take a look, I ask a couple questions, I can mostly predict that, yes, you know, the, the management is a complete disaster. Uh, people are not happy. They are being micromanaged. Uh, things are breaking all the time. Processes are not being looked at and they're not being improved. It's sort of like an early warning signal or can you know, a cannery in a coal mine uh, sort of thing where that hints at me like, oh, these guys are probably bad at you know, general management. Um, because training is really important, right? Like training enables all these other good things, uh, good practices of management. You can't delegate without training. Um, and hire fast and, and fire fast just sort of uh, goes against the entire idea that you have to invest time in your people to get them up to speed before you can evaluate them properly. Um, I think the, the last and final and the most insidious problem with hire fast, fire fast is the fact that it increases the pressures on your existing team. Uh, I'm assuming that like part of the your your startup are people that you trust that are the real ex, you know the real people who do the execution of your company. And if you have hire fast, fire fast, somebody is going to need to deal with the, the influx of people. Like if every month you churn through 10 people, somebody is going to have to deal with them. Somebody is going to have to onboard them, however badly uh, it is, because it's clear that you don't really invest in training if you believe in hire fast, fire fast. 
Um, and this affects the execution of the rest of your team, right? And if you're in a startup, um, I think that anything that you do that affects the execution of your business strategy when you are pre-product market, you haven't found a product that fits your market that you can sell properly, you know, anything you do that prevents you from moving fast towards that goal is a really bad thing. Yes, I know people like to say that, you know, in startups, a certain amount of inefficiency is okay. And we should be very clear that when people say that a certain amount of inefficiency is okay, what they mean is that a certain amount of inefficiency in pursuit of validating your hypothesis about the market, about your product, you know, do people, are people willing to pay for it? How much are they willing to pay for it? Is your product the right product for the market? All these things require you to move really quickly before you run out of time, before you run out of money, before you know the morale of your team is permanently affected. And so therefore, the way you should look at it is that anything that gets in the way of execution towards this goal is probably a really bad idea. And higher, fast, fire fast pretty much guarantees that you're going to have a hit to your productivity and a hit to your execution because... Uh, if you're hiring so much, so many people, somebody is going to need to filter through all of this. Somebody is probably not going to be able to onboard them properly, which means that you're probably going to miss out on perfectly fine people if you had a more uh, deliberative uh, uh, training program. And this is ultimately going to cost your team, right? You can't execute on a strategy if you don't have people who come in, are onboarded properly and stay long enough to understand uh, the invisible knowledge in your organization. I call this organizational tacit knowledge, right? Things that you learn after you've been in an organization long enough. And if you don't hold on to people uh, long enough, good enough people, and be sort of like uh, conservative with the amount of energy that you spend in, in acquiring and building up this tacit knowledge in your people, then you're going to lose the ability to execute on your business strategy, right? You're just going to lose people who sort of had a chance of building this tacit knowledge and then leaves your company because they're burnt out or, or whatever. Um, I think... Overall, to sort of just sum up everything, the way I see this is that it's an incredibly inefficient use of energy. The right way that you should be approaching this is to hire people, be prepared to train them, right? And this increases the set of potential possible people that you can hire to work in your company. And ignore your idea of what is the best sort of uh, employee that you're looking for, because it's highly likely that you don't know what uh, is the best employee for your startup. It's a completely different company. It's a small company. It's different from your organizational context when you were at a big corporation. And you should sort of remove your uh, assumptions about what makes for a good worker. Over time, if you are willing to train and you're able to sort of uh, grow people and watch them, over time, you will develop a feel and a taste for what kind of people you're looking for, right? And the sort of people that you're looking for are most likely people who are able to be trained and grow quickly and then fulfill like very important roles in your company. And that's the kind of people that you want to optimize your processes for. Hire fast, fire fast is not going to get you there. All right, that's it for this week. Cedric out.